0: Hey guys, you're listening to Wags and Whiskers. I'm your host June here with my very fluffy co-host Oliver. Join us for another episode of Wags and Whiskers. Good morning, Wags and Whiskers tribe. This is Junior host here with Oliver, who is sitting next to me. The cat actually took his bed today, so he's having to sit on lay, I should say, on the floor. He's just looking at me like, Mom, what the... But anyways, I hope you guys are having a good morning so far and that you guys had a good weekend. Today, we are going to talk about another dog called Pal. We've talked about one before, but we're going to talk about this Pal. I think it's time, so let's begin with him. Pal was born at Cherry Osborne Glamis Kennels in Northern Hollywood, California. June fourth, nineteen forty. He was a obviously a male, and he was a purebred collie. But Powell, when he was born, they did all those ways they look at dogs and stuff, and he was considered like he wasn't a high standard, so he was just sold as a pet quality dog to a guy named Howard Peck. And Howard Peck was actually Um, An animal trainer from Hollywood. So Howard Peck, he buys this 8-month-old collie who he calls Pal. And he (laughs) notices that Pal loves to bark, won't stop barking, and he is chasing motorcycles down the road. So Howard takes the dog to a man, a trainer named Rud Weatherwax. And Rud Rudd Weatherwax is a very famous trainer in Hollywood at the time, and he takes him there to try to get Rudd to break him of this habit. So time goes on, Rudd breaks him of the the problem with the barking, but he can't break him of the motorcycle chasing habit. So Howard, Howard Peck, is kind of upset about it. He's like, screw it. You can have the dog. So, basically, instead of paying Rudd for the training that he did to this dog, Howard decides, here, you can just have the dog, and they basically called it even. So, Rudd didn't really need another dog, so he gave the dog to a friend of his. Well, there was, MGM had decided that they were probably going to be doing a movie of an Eric Knight 1940s novel. And Rudd kind of looked at it and was like, you know what? Powell would be a great dog to do that role. And I think that he needs to do that role. So he went back to his friend and was like, hey, can I have the dog back? I'll give you some money for it. And the dog was, Pal was given back to Rudd for an exchange of $10. So Rudd has Pal back. He's got his dog. So he goes to audition Pal for this role. And basically, it was with MGM, and MGM was going to make like a low blood budget black and white children's film. And there was like $1,500 dogs' dollars. 1,500 dogs that applied for this role, and basically it was just feast or famine, I guess you could say, like tons of dogs. Well, MGM decides that they're going to go to like a dog show type thing, and they buy the collie that actually does the best in the show, wins prizes, so they're like, this female collie is going to play the role but, they really liked Pal, so they're like, we'll hire Pal as the stunt dog, and then we'll hire hire Rud to train this female collie that's going to play in the movie, the first movie, Lassie. So, they start taping the first Lassie, which was Lassie Come Home. We're talking about the movies, not the TV show. We'll get into the TV show later. But, they start... Um, taping for this show and they're using this female dog this female collie and you know i don't even know her name i didn't even catch her name but anyway it doesn't matter so they start taping lassie and they had just had like massive flooding over there in a river in california so they're like you know what we'll have great footage if we go and tape over there while this flooding's going on. It'll be some great footage for this movie. Yeah, let's go do it. So they take the female collie over there to um, do this, but she's scared. She's like, No, I ain't getting in that water. And Rudd is like, Well, Pow will get in that water. So Powell gets in the water. He supposedly, from what I was reading and the videos I was watching, made like beautiful footage and he did such a great job they're like okay females out we're going with pal we got to go back and everything we've already taped we got to tape over again because pal is going to be the star of lassie and that's how pal became the star not the stunt double but there was only one problem pal is a boy lassie was a female because they got the female dog which it ended up not being a big deal But, anyway, so Lassie supposedly is a female collie, but he is being played, or she is being, Lassie quote, she is being played by Pal, who is a male dog. So, Lassie was supposedly a girl, but he was played by a male dog. There was also something I was reading, too, that, like, male, or excuse me, female collies, they shed a lot worse than male collies too and they weren't liking that either because the coat wasn't as full as the male collies were so that was like another end for pal during the taping of the show so anyway so female collies out male collie pal is in so obviously the film becomes very successful Um, the first one was done in 1943 and that one was Lassie Come Home but it led up to six more Lassie films, which was um, The Son of Lassie, Courage of Lassie, Hill of Home, The Sun Comes Up, Challenge to Lassie, and The Painted Hills. And at this time, Rudd is obviously training the dogs, but here comes in Frank N., my favorite trainer. Um, And he works with the Lassie Dogs as well, and with Rudd. And if you go back to when I talked about Frank Inn and and the other animals I talked about who Frank Inn trained, Rudd was the one that Frank Inn actually trained under before he became a trainer by himself. So basically Rudd hired him to help train dogs. And Lassie was his basic moment where he kind of, he trained the dogs, but he also kind of broke away um, from Rudd and started doing his kind of his own thing. But anyways, so in 1950, Rudd um, co-authored a book with John um, H. Rothwell about the story of Lassie and his discovery and training from puppyhood to stardom um so they wrote that book and then obviously the films followed um 1951 they did the um, painted hills and just kind of did that and then you know the studio's like I think we're done I think we're done with Lassie we started in 1943 and it's here it is we just did another film In 1951 maybe it's time to say that Lassie is done so that's what they did they stopped making films of Lassie in 1951 so the basically the studio MGM they said we're done I we need to figure out how to break contract with Rudd so Rudd was sitting here thinking you know what about Pal? What about Lassie? Wait a minute, let me think about this. So the studio still owed Rudd back pay of $40,000, which today that would be like $631,000. So Rudd was like, okay, look, I'll bargain here with you. If you give me the Lassie name and the trademark, I will say I'm done you don't owe me any more money. And that's what the studio ended up doing. I went back and I looked at, you know, how much did Powell make per week? Yeah, this is another one. that It just blows my mind finding out the numbers of these animals back at this time. I mean, 1940s, you guys, they're making so much money. It's crazy. But Powell, when he was in the in the movie, he was making... $4,000 per week, which if you did it up today in 2021, that's like $63,000, a little bit over $63,000 a week for the first movie, Lassie Come Home, and Lassie Come Home ended up um, grossing $4,517,000, which today would be around 71280000 so that movie brought in a lot of money, you guys. But they decided to end them, which is crazy. But I, I didn't go back and check and see from the first Lassie versus the last Lassie movie what the numbers were. I probably should have done that, but I didn't do it. So maybe they the money was going down or something. I don't know. Or maybe they just got tired of freaking Lassie. I don't know. But following leaving, finishing the last... Um, MGM movie of Lassie. Um, Rudd had Pal, so they just kind of went on the road and they did dog shows, and they did department stores. Um, they would do like this 18-minute program type thing. And there was a producer named Robert Maxwell that was like, mm, "Pal does not need to be doing this. He needs to be on television. No more movies, but he needs to be on television. So obviously, remember, this is, like, 1954-ish now, and we gotta remember, Pal was a young pup in 1943, so Pal's getting older, but Rudd's kinda like, alright, I'll do it, let's do it, so they start casting for the TV show Lassie, and, um... There's kind of like a little story about Tommy Reddit that actually played the boy in the show. And basically, there was tons and tons of boys that wanted to play the, the main role. But what ended up happening was they came down to just, you know, a few more. But the role was given to Tommy because Pal seemed to respond to Tommy better than any of the other boys. So... That's how Tommy Reddick got the, the TV show and the casting role in Lassie as the boy, and if you don't know Lassie, I, older people know Lassie. I mean, I know Lassie, and this was in the 40s, but it's just basically about a boy and his dog, and you know their family is you know a farm family living in America, and they're basically just trying to make it, and the boy and the dog they get into all these adventures and. It's, it was great great back then. It was just exactly what TV needed at that time. And it did exceptionally well. So, Pal and Tommy, the boy that played the little boy in Lassie, um, made the pilots for the show, and CBS saw it. And It would be like like a 30-minute show, so CBS saw it and was like, You know what? We want that. So, they took the pilot, and in 1954, it was scheduled to air, but we gotta remember, Pal is getting older. It was decided that Lassie Jr., that was the dog's name, was actually going to play the TV, play in the TV series. So, um, Lassie Jr. was actually three, and guess who trained Lassie Jr.? Frank M. So... That's what ended up happening. Powell decided he was going to retire, and Lassie Jr. was going to take over, but that didn't mean that Powell didn't come to the studio. So, Rudd had this bond with Lassie, or excuse me, with Powell, and so he would take Pal to the studio, and he would just be on his bed in the back, and there's stories that... Um, Tommy talks about that, you know, you could tell that he was getting, you know, Pal was getting older, but Rudd was just so attached to Pal, so he would bring him to the studio, and Tommy would say that he can remember them telling Lassie Jr., who was playing Lassie, what to do, and Pal would actually get up from his bed and and do the routine back in the back. Um, which is pretty cool. So, Powell... Well, the taping of the television show Lassie started in 1954. By 1957, Powell was getting really old. He was deaf. He was, he was getting stiffer. And so, Rudd wasn't taking us to the studio as much. And in Powell ended up dying of natural causes in June of 1958. At the age of 18, which... You guys, that's pretty long. He would have been 85 in dog years. Rudd's son, Robert, would say that Rudd became extremely depressed when Pal died. He had just become so attached to him. And he buried him on his ranch, Mm -hmm. Rudd's ranch. Mm -hmm. And later, Robert, Rudd's son, would say that his dad would go into this deep depression and that he would visit the grave um, site a lot and that he would also never watched another Lassie movie again because he just couldn't bear to see Pal in the movies and, you know, he just didn't want to be reminded of the dog that he loved so much, which is absolutely crazy, but obviously everybody knows that Dogs are people too. I mean, they're like our humans. They're our babies. Even if you have regular babies, human babies, you have babies that are fur babies. I know I do. Of course, even though this was going on, um, they were still taping Lassie, the television show. show. So, in 19, they started taping it in 1954. Pal dies in 1958. But obviously, Lassie Jr., he goes on to do TV, do the television show from 1954 to 1959. After he retired, Offspring from Powell again did it. And they had one named Spook that did it in 1960. They had another one named Baby that did it from 1960 to 1966. And there was another one, Meyer, that did it from 1966 to 1971. And the last one that played Lassie was a collie named Hey Hey. And he did it from 1971 to 1973. The cool thing about this is that the dogs that played Lassie, except the last, I think it was the last two, were actually offspring of Pal. So Pal, lassie jr spook and baby were all related to powell which was the first lassie so since then obviously the show went off the air in the mid 70s and lassie has come back and gone several different times since then um i think lassie kind of broke the the age barrier from 1940s to now um because they, they've had spinoffs and they've had new remakes and stuff like that. But Lassie has won so many awards, and everybody knows Lassie. And um, they say that he's one of the most famous dogs ever, which he is, and that's kind of the reason why I was like, God, do I want to do Lassie because there's so much going on with Lassie. But um, just to, to give you an example, like his awards, the awards that Lassie won... Like, in 1955, he won Best um, Children Programming, 1956, Best Children Series, 1956, he made he won a Peabody Award. In 1960, he was honored with a Hollywood star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. In 1967, he won a um, Conservation Award by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And... 2013 okay you guys 2013 online film and television association put him in the hall of fame and then Lassie also won several patsy awards which we talked about a while while ago he won patsy he won the patsy award in 1951 1958 1959 1960 61 62 63 64 and 65 So to say that Lassie had an impact on society um, from the 40s to now is an understatement. So anyway, that's the story of Lassie and Pal who played first Lassie. I don't know how I managed to get the story of Lassie under 20 minutes. I hope for those who adore Lassie, I did it somewhat justice because there is so much stuff out there with Lassie and I know I've forgotten a lot of stuff and there's a lot of like takeaways from Lassie but like I said Lassie is just so well known um it's hard to get everything in with a 30 minute um podcast it's just almost impossible (laughs) but anyway that is my story of Lassie my thoughts let me think about my thoughts today and I don't really have anything that just stuck out but well I guess the thing that stuck out for me was like Lassie Pal. I'm gonna gonna go with Pal. Pal was considered like not high standards he was considered just like yeah you can have him as a pet he's not he's not foo-foo enough he's not gorgeous enough to be you know a show dog and here MGM's like okay we're gonna get this show dog and the female lassie they couldn't even be trained um well I mean she was trained and she did great in shows and stuff like that but with something like the river and danger and stuff like that she was just so scared to do it and pal did it so I guess my thoughts would be you know everybody wants like the perfect dog the perfect um the way it looks and everything like that and sometimes like standards of dogs in general doesn't mean a thing because here was pal like he wasn't good enough but yet he did exactly what someone needed so i guess my story today would be that there is no difference between a perfect show dog and a dog that is not considered standards um it makes me think of rescue dogs, um, a lot of people, don't do rescue dogs, um, just because they have, you know, oh, well, they're, they have this or that wrong with them, or they're older, or, you know, whatever, they, their excuse is for not getting a rescue dog, and, I understand that some people want purebred dogs, I understand that, but remember, there are always purebred rescues out there, um, they have rescues for specific breeds and these rescues they'll fly those dogs all over the place it's not like okay i live in georgia and there's rescue in california and there's no way i can get that dog here that's not true but whether you get a rescue dog or a pure dog i don't have like yes you gotta get a rescue dog or no, you don't have to get her... I don't have, like, a standard on what to do. I, I think everybody should pick what kind of dog they want. But just remember, just because one, is, one, one dog is considered a purebred dog and one is considered a rescue dog, doesn't mean that that dog won't work for you. And I guess that's, that's my, my thoughts for this week, is just when when you're looking at things in general... Just remember, just because one thing is said that it's the greatest doesn't mean that it's going to be the greatest for you. Because what's the greatest might not fit into what you need to be, if that makes sense. But anyway, that is my thoughts for this week. That is my story of Pal, the Lassie, first Lassie dog. I guess you could say kind of the second Lassie dog because there was that female that started and then they were like no, we need Pal," But That is my story of POW. I hope you guys have a good week to come. I hope today is a good Monday for you. I hope you have plans for this weekend already coming up. And with that, as always, be great and dream big. (music)